what's going on here, everybody? What? Is this a solo episode from the producer you know and love? He's hot. He's a boy. He, uh, he for sure um, is mentally healthy, too. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's me. It's Walter. I'm your producer for Flyover Film Country. This is a podcast about movies and TV shows that are set in places off forgot by Hollywood. Uh, usually, uh, this podcast is hosted by Isaac Sims, Olivia Clement, and Eric Pham. Uh, sometimes I join them for some discussions, too. Uh, sometimes I do not. I have been... Uh, I've had some things going on lately. I haven't been able to be on the episodes as much um, as I usually would like to. Um, and I was especially disappointed when something came up and I was not able to, uh, join them as they talked about, um, one of what has become one of my favorite shows, Midnight Mass. Um, and, uh, so it was painful for me <laughs> to, <laughs> to edit and listen to them talk about this TV show, um, when I had my own thoughts that I wanted to put in. So I, f- I floated the idea of, of, uh, Walter's Corner uh we're gonna do like a 10 to 15 minute uh little little mini episode here where i'm gonna give my thoughts on uh something that i was not able to be on before which is again midnight mass if you can read and listen you'll know that this is officially walter's corner midnight mass edition um also hold on i gotta adjust my mic this is i was sitting with terrible posture and i have the loudest mic arm so you probably heard me uh shifting that around i'm also very smart and decided to wait until i had a cold for me to record this so i sound like i'm dying um my nose is all stopped up and i got the phlegm um so i apologize for that it's not covid i took um I took a very reliable uh, at-home COVID test, and it was negative, Uh, so I've just been drinking lots of fluids, and uh, I took um, some Walgreens-branded cough syrup, so we're wheeling and dealing, y'all. This is Big Dog, Big Walter, Big Sick, talking about some Midnight Mass. Nobody's gonna listen to this. All right, um, okay. Let's just get right into it then. I'll just, I had some quick thoughts that I wanted to add to the discussion um, that Eric, Isaac, and Olivia um, put in. If you haven't listened, by the way, if you haven't listened to um, the full episode of Midnight Mass that was released uh, recently, um, like I said, it has Isaac, Olivia, and Eric on it. Definitely go listen to that first. Um, uh, get a, an idea of where everybody stands. Um, and then, and then listen to me, uh, give my thoughts here. Um, so, okay. I wanted to give, before I get into it, I want to, my, uh, a quick little personal faith background for me. I, I am a practicing Christian. Um, I grew up in the Southern Baptist church. I'm no longer Southern Baptist. Um, I, I am still very active in my church now, but I do not consider myself to be necessarily a part of any particular denomination. Um, and Catholicism is actually like the, one of the non- denominations that I know the least about. And so 
it was very interesting watching this as somebody who is a practicing Christian, um, uh, grew up in the faith, um, but has a very different, um, I would say I have a very different relationship with my Christian faith now than I did, uh, growing up. And I, and that's why I think midnight mass resonated with me so much. Um, so that's my, that's my background though, just so you know where I'm coming from. And I wanted to talk about, uh, the director, Mike Flanagan, his faith background as well. I'm not sure if they touched on it in our previous episode about midnight mass, but, uh, Mike Flanagan is a, uh, a professed atheist. Now he grew up, um, in the Catholic church. Um, and a lot of his, uh, a lot of the themes that you will have seen at midnight mass come from his. Uh, I would say disillusionment with the, with Catholicism, um, and so uh, I, I I did read up on him a little bit there before I um, before I watched Midnight Mass. Um, you know what I should have done before I started recording this is actually have notes or even kind of any kind of cursory research for going into this, but baby, this is Walter's corner and this is how we roll. We don't do any kind. Are you kidding me? You think I'm gonna prep for something like this? Dude, I'm sitting at my desk on a rainy Tuesday afternoon at home by myself. You think I'm going to do research for this? No. I don't get paid for this. I don't get paid for any of this. We all do this for free. Do you understand that? When you're listening to a fly a flyover film podcast episode, I'm sure you're thinking, wow, this is a really high budget, top tier uh, podcast. And... This is their full-time jobs, and they make so much money from this. No, we don't. No, we don't. We make nothing. We make zero money. We actually pay money. We have to pay fees to keep our podcast going, to keep our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you might be listening to this. So it actually costs us money, and you're an idiot if you think we are uh, getting paid to do this. So unless somebody's going to pay me to do research and take notes and prep for this, I ain't going to do it. So anyway, um, Mike Flanagan, uh, he is an, he's an atheist um, now after growing up in the church. And a lot of what we see in Midnight Mass um, is kind of how what he thinks of, I wouldn't say what he thinks of, um, uh, of, the, of just the church itself as a whole. Because I think um, something that he does a really good job of uh, in this show is not, paint every single religious person as the same kind of stereotype that they're not all he understands that they're not all like this the way i see midnight mass um and i you know i could be wrong i could be off on this but the way i see midnight mass the way that he wrote this and the way he conceptualized it is that a word conceptualized concept conceived the way he you know what the way he made it is uh it was i saw it much more of as a uh just a criticism of religious fundamentalism and not necessarily religion itself. Um, I think uh, he did a good job of showing um, the good that can come from religion, um, specifically uh, Christianity, maybe more specifically Catholicism. Um, uh, But I think for me, at least my takeaway from Midnight Mass, what I kind of considered to be the whole point of the show was uh, the follies and dangers of religious fundamentalism, which I believe is kind of, uh, the core of, of what he's doing here. Um, so, uh, that we see that mostly through, obviously through, um, I guess we'll call it like the vampire or the demon or whatever. 
Uh, so even though like, yes, like that's creepy, like that's scary looking. Um, and their, the visual effects were pretty cool to show how scary he was supposed to be. The whole point of the, of the vampire was to highlight how father Paul and, uh, I guess sister Bev, I guess she was a nun. I guess it never really, they never called her a nun, but that bitch is a nun. Uh, how, how father Paul and Bev um, in their own ways, uh, we're using very literal readings and understandings of scripture uh, to kind of, to in, Be- in Bev's way, to weaponize, and then in Father's, Father Paul's way, uh, to idealize uh, certain things um, uh, in their own selfish ways. So for Father Paul, his, his selfish way of reading the scripture for his own gain uh, was t- so that he could... Uh, he could keep his uh, his illegitimate daughter and uh, his baby mama alive, and not only just alive, but young and healthy, um, which is, uh, you know, obviously uh, short-sighted <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. And Bev's character kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, and this was highlighted uh, by uh, uh, Riley's mom, Annie, kind of yelling this at Bev, um, in the last episode, um, but Bev utilizing scripture and her position in the church uh, to uh, against people who don't believe the same things that she does to give her her own sense of superiority um, and this elevated status above above non-believers. Um, and it was very, I think in the last episode, Olivia said this, that it was very vindicating uh to uh to hear annie who is still and i think it also cannot be overstated that annie and most of the other villagers that we saw who ended up getting fried to death in the last episode they did not give up their faith they did not give up their hope they remained christians all the way up until the very end um but annie called bev out for uh for basically uh hating bev hated that that god loved other people even those people who uh don't believe in god or or even hate god or something like that um uh, i mean it is in the scriptures that god loves everyone regardless of how we feel about him and um it was such uh mike flanagan had explored a lot of uh kind of, I would say, sub-themes throughout the show, um, and that was, this is obviously the biggest theme, and it, and for me, it, that, it didn't really hit until that moment, that last episode, where Annie yelled as her house, um, was being burned down right behind her at Bev's hands, yelling at Bev that God still loves her, and God still loved Riley, um, and everyone else who, uh, um, even rejects God. Of course, God doesn't want you to reject him. Um, but the whole point of, of Christianity is that, um, we reject God every day. Um, and he still loves us and there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do to earn his love or our salvation through his son, Jesus, right? This is turning into a sermon. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but I think it was, I think it, Knowing that Mike Flanagan himself is not a believer anymore, yet still utilized this moment in the show um, to be like, hey, I don't believe this anymore, 
but I, I understand why people do. I'm sure he has family and friends who do still believe. And so um, it was just very refreshing to see um, somebody who ha- who is disillusioned by the church um, make, make a show like this where um, he's using his own experiences not to weaponize or uh, I, I guess not to demonize uh, people who are still in the faith, um, but to point out the ones who in the faith that are doing right and the ones in the faith who are doing wrong, which I think is the whole point of the show. And so there was a lot more I wanted to talk about with Midnight Mass, but that was really the main thing I wanted to talk about um, because, like I mentioned, I, I have a pretty different relationship with Christ at, than I did uh, growing up in the Southern Baptist Church. Um, I think it's a much stronger relationship um, that I have with him, and my faith is a lot stronger than it was then, but it is a lot different. And I love that um, Mike Flanagan, um, as an atheist, was able to accurately capture that much more accurately than um, any like specifically Christian movie or show that I've watched in the past. Um, uh, I mean, you can watch something like God's Not Dead and be like, yeah, okay, we get it. It's the most heavy handed, um, not, just not well made <laughs> movie. Uh, one of the worst ones I've seen, actually, because the point of the whole movie was to just be a sermon, right? Just to be, to have something pointed in your face and be like, this is what we believe, and everybody who's not a Christian is bad, and all the Christians are good. And and I think this show was so refreshing because even though it was made by somebody who is not a Christian, it very easily could have been could have been made by someone who was, and I think still would have gotten maybe a similar result. Not saying that anybody can do what Mike Flanagan is doing, because I think Mike Flanagan has a very uh, special, specific style that only he can do. Um, and uh, but my, my point is that like, he, this this show worked, and the religious themes of it worked because it was approached as a means to tell a story and tell. Um, uh, just to show what good faith can be as opposed to what bad faith can be. Um, and it showed both of those um, in such uh, such a poignant light um, that I think is is very hard to pull off. And I think Mike Flanagan did a really good job with it. Um, and it did, it has made me kind of rethink the way I've watched Mike Flanagan's other stuff in the past, uh, his stuff on, on Netflix, uh, Hunting of Hill House and Hunting of Bly Manor, as well as an old really low budget movie he made before those called absentia isaac and i actually did uh, fly over after dark on youtube if you want to go check that out where we did a live reaction to that movie um but mike flanagan has this very specific style to horror where he doesn't approach it with like it's not your stereotypical like jump scares and you know all that you know all that kind of stuff um he does get criticized a lot and midnight mass is no exception for um, being uh, monologue heavy and being, you know, quote unquote, a slow burn. Um, but Midnight Mass, and, and, and I thought that too, I was that was my criticism too. I actually didn't even enjoy Haunting of Hill House at the time that I watched it because of that. But watching Midnight Mass has made me kind of rethink uh, how Mike Flanagan makes uh, art like this. And I have a greater appreciation for him now, and it kind of makes me want to go back and watch uh, uh, Hill House and Bly Manor with kind of this this fresh lens, this fresh, um, uh, perspective that I have on Mike Flanagan. Um, it's made me respect him a lot more. I think he's brilliant. Um, I, I think Midnight Mass is brilliant. Um, there were parts of it that were very uncomfortable for me to watch as a Christian, uh, which means that it did its job. I mean, if, if you, if you watch this and were not uncomfortable at any point, um, I think you probably weren't paying attention. So, um, 
yeah, that's about it. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to that other than that. Thank you so much for listening to um, this rare edition of Walter's Corner of Flyover Film Country. This episode was produced um, by me. Yeah, okay. Produced by me, Walter Lyle. Uh, your usual hosts are Isaac Sims, Olivia Clement, and Eric Pham. Um, our artwork is by uh, Macy... Oh, man, I am I am blanking on her. Macy Lummis. <laughs> artwork is by Macy Lummis. Um, our music is by Corden Jocks, I believe is that that's what he's going by uh, for his music. Um, and by the way, I want to point this out. We love the music and the artwork that they provided for us. Um, if you like their stuff, um, definitely go check them out um, on their uh, respective Instagrams. Um, I don't have those in front of me. We'll make sure you put that on our Instagram. We want to promote them. They do they do really great work. And we want to support great artists like them. Um, uh, yeah, so next episode's coming out. I believe we have, um, uh, you know what? I'm supposed to edit something, and I can't remember what the name of the movie is that they watched. I was not in this episode either. What was it? Um, okay, I'm looking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. 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 I can't find it. Anyway, I'm going to edit and put it up. You'll see it up there. <laughs> I'm so good at my job, dude. There's no there's no producer like me. Nobody can do what I'm doing right now. Um, if you made it this far, good Lord, bless you. Um, and thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to stick around. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, keep up with our uh, future episodes that I definitely know the names of. Um, and thank you so much. See y'all.